98FM, you're listening to The Saturday Social with Rachel. Now, every week for the month of November, I will be having a chat with GP Dr. Alona Duffy, who will be here to answer any questions or queries that you have. Well, I'm delighted to welcome her to the show. GP Dr. Alona Duffy, thanks for your time today. Good morning. I'm delighted to be here. Now, listen, it's great to have you on the show um, and you will be with us for the next few weeks, which is great to kind of help answer some questions and queries that our listeners might have. So, Alona, in terms of, you know, the kinds of questions people have, I assume, you know, anything goes. You're you're an open book, uh, as they say. <laughs> no, I'm an open book. And I think this offers a chance maybe for people who aren't sure should they be seeing their doctor or contacting their doctor about a problem, perhaps something that they have recurrently or something that they're specifically worried about. I think that's the kind of call we want to hear. Maybe if you're kind of thinking about a specific question about an actual treatment you're on, that might be a little bit too specific. And I suppose I'm a GP, I'm not a specialist. So what I'm going to be offering is general advice, especially uh, on when to see a doctor or things that you can do yourself to ease any symptoms or problems you're having. Sounds great. And, you know, people can get in touch on text or WhatsApp if they want. And, you know, I know some people might not want to put their names to the queries, which is absolutely fine. We don't have to use them. Uh, but we will still get you some help and advice. So 0877 98 98 98 is the number you can send a text or WhatsApp. You can also email us at rachel.ryan or A-C-H-A-E-L dot Ryan at 98fm.com. Now, we have had a few queries in already this week, Alona. Um, and I think the first... Great. Next one is something a lot of people can relate to, especially um, this week. So I'm going to read out the email um, and then you can let me know what you think. All right. Okay. So this one is from Claire and she says, Hi guys, I know a lot of us have been struggling with the darker evenings and change in weather this week. I know it happens every year, but I really find it hard to deal with living in what seems like 24-hour darkness. I go to work and it's still dark out. It's dark by the time I get home and the constant lack of light really leaves me feeling very down and unmotivated to do anything in the evenings. Is there any way to combat this? I would love to be more energised and positive during during the winter months. Now, Alona, I assume that Claire is not alone here. I would say Claire's not alone, and I'd say what she's describing there and her symptoms are probably resonating with many people throughout the country at this point in time mm. because we're moving into the winter months now. We've already seen the, the kind of the days are getting shorter. There's less sunlight. And really what Claire's describing is very accurately like seasonal affective disorder. Mm. And this is really related to winter month kind of low mood. So it's slightly different to, to depression because it tends to just affect people during the winter months. Now we know in the UK they kind of figured that about 6% of the population and even higher probably, suffer from this seasonal affective disorder. Okay. And how do you know it is that? Well, we know that it happens every year. So typically people will have it for a couple of years before they might do something about it. And I think that's quite hard because even listening to those the description there, you can see how she's struggling and how difficult it is. So what what is it really? Well, basically people will find that coming into the winter months as the sun is going shorter in the daytime, they start noticing themselves feeling more tired, more lethargic. Sleep may be affected. So typically they'll find that they're kind of sleepy during the day, just not the same energy. But often at night then they struggle maybe to get to sleep initially and they're maybe not feeling as refreshed when they wake up. Other things that can happen also, it can affect their appetite. And we know that seasonal affective disorder, often more than the other depression types of illnesses, can affect our appetite. And sometimes people find themselves craving carbohydrates. Mm. And unfortunately, what that means then, often they'll gain weight. Yeah. And that can add to often the kind of the self-esteem issues and the low mood and everything like that. So what can be done? And I think the good news is there are things that can be done. 
simple things, like if you find this is you, that these are your type of symptoms, start very early on. So from September on, start trying to make sure you're getting sunlight. If you can, and especially with many people working from home, work near a window so the sunlight is coming in. Oh, yeah. If you're in an office environment where perhaps there isn't access to sunlight, try and get out at lunchtime and go on a walk or sit on a bench or whatever. Even if it's raining, try and just get out because any bit of sunlight is going to help. And again, the other thing that can help are sun, these, not sun lamps, but and the kind of type of, they're a light lamp. So these are specific lamps that help boost our, our kind of serotonin, our happy hormone in our body. And it's the one that tends to drop when we're not getting sunlight. So these are specific medical type lamps that you can buy. Now, you can be thinking, well, why doesn't everybody get these and anybody's having symptoms? But interestingly enough, you need to use them every day and it needs to be for a minimum of a half an hour for the high dose lamps. And again, it's not like an ordinary light bulb. These lamps would be kind of more than 10 times the normal light bulb rate of the kind of the type of light they're, they're giving out. But it does work and it does yeah. help. Yeah, and I'm and, not but sure. But only if you keep at it. If they're exactly the same, Alona. But I have recently got, because obviously I'm up very early and, um, during the week at around half five so it's pitch black but I have one of those alarm clocks that gradually gets lighter by the time I wake yes. up it's the light has filled the room and it's it's like sunlight coming into your bedroom and I found that really really helpful as someone who does struggle to get up particularly in the dark Oh, that's a great idea. And it really helps because um, we know that normally our body is based on circadian rhythms. So we have hormones that change and, and come and go. So at nighttime, we'll see a rise in melatonin. It's the hormone that helps us sleep. And as light comes in the morning, naturally, the melatonin drops in our mm. body. And therefore, we're ready to wake up and we feel more refreshed and we have a more natural waking. But you're right. Somebody like yourself or the rest of us even getting up at seven in the morning, it's dark now often yeah. or reasonably dark. So you're kind of bolted out of your sleep. You're not ready to wake. So those lamps really do help and they slowly increase the light in the room which helps your hormones get you ready to wake up and therefore you'll tend to feel that little bit more refreshed on waking. So a really good yeah, idea and I probably would... something that others would consider if they're finding specifically waking in the morning is yeah, difficult. I would definitely recommend it. So what other things can we do to kind of boost our moods in the winter months alone? I mean things like, I mean people should be exercising but again it's, it's very hard to kind of motivate yourself when it's cold and rainy outside but I assume that would help to boost some happy hormones as well. Well, we know serotonin is that happy hormone and we know that, okay, we've talked about light, exercise definitely. So I suppose that lunchtime, I mean, if you can't get out for an hour, even going for a 15-minute walk somewhere, mm. it doesn't have to be kind of doing a marathon or getting on a treadmill every morning. It is just about that regular bit of exercise. We also know simple things like our diet really is, is important too. So things like alcohol and a healthy diet can help. So, you know, all of that not only makes us physically feel better, but also makes us mentally and emotionally feel better. Other things like having time out. I think, you know, COVID has been very difficult for many of us. People have been isolated. They've been working at home. They've been probably maybe working longer and more difficult hours and having other stresses like looking after family members and worrying about COVID all the time. Mm. And sometimes what I, I, we're kind of finding is that people actually are, are kind of nearly caught in, in a trap of work and then coming home and sorting things out or being at home constantly. So trying to have that little bit of time out for you, something that you do that breaks that day. And especially if you are working at home, trying to 
something that delineates between the work and the home life. So be it a room that you're working at that's not necessarily the sitting room if you if you have that space or at the end of your working time, getting up and going out for the walk then and then coming back in to your home time. It's but I think it's break. about having that little yeah. bit of downtime, no matter what it is. It may be watching a movie, it may be reading a book, it may be going on a walk, but something that's good for you. Well, listen, Alona, there's some brilliant tips for Claire and I hope that's helpful for her. And I'm sure it is for a lot of people listening today who particularly this week are feeling the effects of the kind of shorter days uh, coming into the winter months. Now, Alona, we've had another email in. This one is on something completely different. Um, It's a bit out there, so I will read it out to you. It's from a guy called David. Um, So he says, hi, guys. I was wondering if you had any advice. I know it sounds crazy, but I feel like I'm constantly thirsty. I wake up with a dry mouth and despite drinking several bottles of water during the day, I feel like I'm always thirsty and this leads of course to me using the bathroom a lot during the day. I read somewhere years ago that if you feel thirsty, you're already dehydrated. Is there something underlying here or am I imagining the thirst? Alona, what do you make of that one? So David, um, for you, I'm getting a big red flag here, a big kind of warning sign that we need to outrule diabetes for you. So diabetes, there are two types of diabetes, interestingly. Diabetes mellitus is the one that most people have heard of, and it's the the one where we have too much sugar in our body and we're not either producing enough insulin um, or we're not producing any insulin to break down that sugar. So in our bodies, insulin will tend to bring down the sugars. But if if your blood sugar is too high all the time, Um, It can cause a number of symptoms and typically the first symptoms of diabetes will be that thirst, so polydipsia is what we medically call it. Two is the one that we hear a lot about in the radio and on the media because it's the one there's a lot of fear about in that we're seeing rising rates and that is unfortunately because of our lifestyle. We're eating more sugar type foods, more carbohydrate rich Mm. foods. We're not exercising as much as we used to. We're gaining weight. I mean the average um, weight in in the country is kind of over 50% or overweight and that's something new and I'm Unfortunately, that puts our body and our pancreas under pressure okay. and means that we're likely to get diabetes. So what does, what does David need to do? I would suggest to David that he probably needs to book an appointment um, to see his GP or the GP nurse and he will need bloods taken. I think David firstly definitely needs to check out if he has diabetes or not and, and you know, hopefully rule that out. Um, but Alona, just quickly, because on the subject, I think, of water, right, I think in the last, I don't know, 10 years, people are really into drinking lots of water. Like I know a lot of people in the office here have huge water bottles that they get through every day and everyone's trying to hit a certain amount of water and then you hear reports that actually people might be drinking too much water is there what like what is the amount that people should be drinking and can you actually drink too much water and become a little bit obsessed with it <laughs> you definitely can drink too much water and it's a problem that we often actually see more commonly in females than than males yeah and what happens if you're drinking too much water you can actually dilute yourself down and find that various salts like sodium in in your body can become low what's the right amount it all depends on how much water you're losing so if if we compare let's say like a young woman who's not doing lots of exercise not sweating off not losing fluid in other ways and um, we'd be kind of saying look she doesn't need to be drinking a huge amount of water in your day it should be between 1.5 to 2 litres is okay. normally what you'd require hopefully David that has helped you today Dr Aloni Duffy thank you so much for your time that was some great advice um, and if you're listening today and there is something that you'd like a little bit of a hand with to get a little bit of advice um, Dr Alona will be back on the show next week so you can text or WhatsApp me in your queries now 0877 98 98 98 or you can email me Rachel 
Rachel, R-A-C-H-A-E-L dot Ryan at 98FM.com. And as I mentioned, we can, of course, uh, keep these anonymous. There are no names needed. Uh, But until next week, Dr. Alona Duffy, GP, thank you so much for your time on 98FM.